I gotta admit, this is a weird time to be cracking a can. I'm just gonna that, leave it at that. Don't, yeah, don't say what time it is. I, I, I'm just um, gonna it leave Friday it at that. Friday morning. It is Friday, and we've got look the double the double fisting here. We've got some coffee, got coffee. and of course, um, you know, I'm I'm strong to the brand that is cracking a beer on this show. So I will plow through, and it's not the first time that I've cracked a can <laughs> in not hour. So uh, Adam and Paige, um, we are both tired uh, for different reasons. <laughs> Uh, I am back from Disney. Uh, I survived. I think I thrived, largely thrived. My kids were shockingly good. Um, Magic Kingdom is amazing, Paige, I can report. But like literally Magic Kingdom Day, which was earlier in the trip, was 8 a.m. till Mm -hmm. 7 p.m. And I mean, my legs from carrying kids on my shoulders and stuff have not been that sore I mean, I did 21,000 steps, many of which had a child, like, you know, strapped to my neck. Um, like, my body hurts still from all of that. Yeah. But we survived, and it was awesome. I mean, I spent way too much money, um, but it is, it is magical in some respects. And my other, my other instant observation, so Epcot, we did Magic Kingdom in Epcot, I wanted to drink around the world, right? You go to the different countries mm-hmm. and you try and drink around the world. I yeah. could not. My kids made it too difficult. I did I did make it like not around the world, but sort of, uh, you know, around the continent. I did the frozen, de- various around continents. Continent. I did enough. I tried to do some damage in Epcot. Okay. Uh, but I could not fulfill my dream of drinking around the world, so I will have to go back. Okay. I I have to say the the Twitter thread was epic. Um, that was quite the thread. It was hilarious, but, um, I loved the picture of Cam asleep, but he's like gripping his toy that you bought him. At least he liked it. Like that's huge, but that was hilarious. Um, and then also I saw, I think Jack got a Pooh Bear and I have to say this is a, we share a lot on this podcast, but I may or may not have a child Pooh Bear that I still keep relatively close to me. It didn't come with me to New York, so I am coming live from my Growing hotel room in New York City. Yes. But I did not bring him with me on this trip, but he is around, and I am sure I will reveal him at one point on this on this podcast at some point. I, I was a big Winnie the Pooh fan growing up, and it's crazy how he's aged. My kids love Winnie the Pooh. They have a Winnie the Pooh ride at Magic Kingdom, which was like mm-hmm. literally the first ride we did. And yeah. it wasn't like the roller coasters, it's just they could not stop talking about it. So we are team yeah. Winnie the Pooh. But team it was Winnie fun. It was just wow. We should rebrand this podcast. The Winnie, Winnie the Pooh. Pooh. You know, yes, Winnie the Pooh's allowed. Um, no, it was fun. It was fucking hot though. Yeah, it was like ninety every day. I mean, I know it's Florida. It's supposed to be hot, but it was like hot, hot even for that. But it's like humid um, and hot and it's gross and you're just like walking around and sticky. I'm sure like oh, they yeah. sold the like fans that like spray you and all that stuff. Oh yeah, we bro- went through a couple of them, broke them. Um, yeah, oh gosh, of course. Um, and, and then also Cam Cam saying like, this is magical or something in like yes. a video. Oh yeah. Oh, oh gosh. my God, the cutest thing. If you guys haven't seen it, please go look on, on I think it's on your Instagram. And he's like, this yes. is magical. It was oh, so he, cute. Yeah, there is. I gotta say, for as much money as you spend, the meltdowns, the weird, just there's magic there. There is. It's truly you have to pay for it. It costs a lot. 
Uh, but there is magic. It costs a lot. Um, Splash Mountain, uh, Goat Ride, by the way. Yes. Splash Mountain is wonderful. I, if I were to do my top five Disney rides that I did, so this is Magic Kingdom and uh, Epcot, I'll do my top five real quick because my kids ask me and I know it now. I'd go Splash okay. Mountain one. I'd go okay. Thunder Mountain Railroad number two. Um, number three, I'd do the uh, Ratatouille ride at Epcot, which is wild. You're, it's like 3D where you're wearing glasses and it's really, really, um, it's unbelievable. Finding uh, Nemo, the ride at Epcot is cool as well because it's it's just a ride and then it's a giant, awesome aquarium, which I thought was great. And I'd probably go, I'd probably go Winnie the Pooh number five. Uh, just because of Winnie the Pooh nostalgia, I will say one yes. ride. They have this soaring around the world. I don't know if you've done like so. It's basically at Epcot. It's this giant IMAX theater, and mm-hmm. you know me and the two my two older kids did it. Cam was too small. I'm not great with heights, Paige. I don't know if you if we've talked about this. I'm not. We have. I'm okay. I'm good with flying and all that stuff, but like mid tier heights, not great. I walk into this room. Right. So I strap everybody into the seatbelt. I could see these apparatus. It looks like a roller coaster, like just apparatus. I knew I was fucked like right there. So you, you, you know, you buckle in, get everybody in, you start going off the ground. You're like 25 feet off the ground and you've got all these, I mean, it's beautiful. Like it looks like you're going to run into a fucking mountain. And I'm like telling my kids, like, if you're scared, close your eyes. And I'm like, kind of like half closed, like, Oh God. Um, (laughs) You're closing your eyes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, you have it, like they inject smells into the room, so you're just yeah. flying around the world. They have okay, like, so they have a version of this. It's called Soarin' Over California in California Adventureland in L.A. or in Anaheim, I should say. Oh, okay. so so I've gotten it. I think they did change it to Soarin' Around the World recently. I don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure they changed it. But ours was soaring over California for a while. Oh. And so I know exactly what you're talking about. And you go up like this and then you come back down this way. Yeah. And they just, they're yeah. tilting you a little bit here or there. Like, yeah. And here and there, it, you're, you're para, paragliding, parasailing. I think so. But like, this was a moment for me where like my son is like looking over to the ground. I'm like, why are you doing that? Don't do that. And he's not scared of heights at all. And I'm like holding like... After we got off, I went to grab their hands to like walk out, and they're like, "Why yeah. are your hands so sweaty?" I'm like, sweaty. "It's hot." What do you mean? Why are they so sweaty? Um, it's it's because it's hot. But no, I we had a blast. Uh, we had a really good time. It is good to be back in my own bed, of course, and uh, and you're NYC, so you got to see the second best baseball team in Major League Baseball. Uh, this yes. Uh, the Yankees, how, what were your thoughts on Yankee stadium? It was very, the, actually I text my family. I was like, it's so clean. Um, kind of embarrassing because that's coming from an A's fan, obviously. Um, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. Like even getting there, like I went with a coworker and his wife and he was like, sorry, it's taking so long to get here. And it's like, it's only a 30 minute train ride from where a subway yeah. ride from where I am and the subway drops you off literally right there you walk up and you walk in um it's super easy it was a cool like setup like the seats were really really steep you probably wouldn't do well the seats are pretty steep but there were they were yes. nice and there were a lot of them like I don't know it 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 the views were great um and yeah I want to now I have really all nice kinds day. of ideas it is 
I have all kinds, and I've been to the where the Mets play as well. Um, and I thought that was a further trek. I mean, I guess it depends on where yes. you're coming from, obviously. But I feel like it's easier for a lot more people to get to Yankee games here in like Midtown slash like Chelsea area to there. Um, but for sure, yeah, it was wonderful, and also just like well, it was actually kind of funny because it was a pretty close game for most of it. And then the Yankees ran away with it, but the ninth inning, like, they just could not get three outs. And so, oh, like, the Orioles scored, like, a couple bonus runs of just, like, they're not going to win this game, but why is this happening? But, yeah, so far so good. I did take a red eye out here so that I was able to see a Yankee game because they were going out of town. Um, I will be here all next week for um, a Bleacher Report Summit, so looking forward to that. But um, came a little early to do some, like, fun New York activities and yeah one of them was like a Yankee game and they only were playing yesterday and, and in the afternoon and so I took Mets, a red eye. Mets are there. Mets are home now. Just saying. Just playing <laughs> the Phillies that. too. Yeah. yeah. Hey. City Field's great though. Oh. It is. Um, it It is really cool. The the food at City Field was really good um, when I beer went. Beer selection. Um, very good. Yeah, so I had a ballpark beer. I had a Bud Light. It was disgusting, so never again. Um, but you, but it's like a rite of passage. Like you have to. I do have that. to. It's ritual. Yeah, I have yes. to have. Yeah, like I especially at a new ball. That's how you like christen a ballpark. Is like you've been there and you're like, okay, I have to have a beer you here. Enjoy a beer. That's, that's those, not very. Then the rules. I don't. Yeah, yes. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. Um. So yeah, I'm coming to you live from my hotel room. Um. I have like a makeshift setup here. You are sitting on my computer is sitting on top of my luggage. So some behind the curtain, if you will. Um. This is this is really what the dedication is to this podcast. What's so funny is I was thinking about it as I was like setting this up and like jerry rigging everything to make sure it was fine. I was like, I used to be so stressed out about how like aesthetically pleasing this podcast had to look in terms of like background and stuff no. like that. And most of the time I do. No, we have we have definitely um, given up that and they're more focused on just having a, a good time on this show. But yes. um, we should so, talk a little uh, bit about football, I guess. Uh, it's fine. I could talk Disney all day. But yes, the draft happened. So my I was a little delayed yesterday. I get home for the draft. My kids pass out and I I sink into the draft. Um Okay, I'm just going to go a couple rapid-fire thoughts, and I will okay. try not to bombard you in Jets homerism, although I'm very happy No, go ahead. Go, go off. Go off. Um, it was actually refreshing not to have a quarterback-obsessive draft. Like, it was kind of neat. Like, And again, Jets, I, I probably look at this from a Jets lens, but the year before, it was Trevor Lawrence, you know, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance, and Justin Fields, and it's like it was so bombarding to have that. It was kind of neat to have all these really amazing players at key positions and you and just to see the movement, the trades and everything else. I will say my other observation, and I'm sure you have some too, like Jacoby Dean not being selected, Georgia having five defensive players, I believe, being taken, and Jacoby and, and Dean not being one of them is fucking baffling to me. I understand – Linebacker in the NFL is not as important, but they still had a linebacker take it before Nicobe yeah. Dean. Now, I don't know. It's because he's, what, 5'11"? I don't want to get super drafty. Paige, like, we, uh, this dude is a fucking monster. The Jets draft, I think, 38 um, in the second round. I would really, really like to see Nicobe Dean. Dean. I, I, I thought I, he was, like, okay, one of the best so players I, in football. 
You did. And also, like, I watched you have this, like, crush on him. We can call it a draft crush, if you will. Um, when we watched him play in person, and then afterwards, yes. I you've just it's a constant that you bring up on this show. So I feel like it would be just amazing for fuck? him to land on your team. I, I'm not a GM. I don't pretend to be a scout. I, we we're very well, you and I are very open and honest about what this pod is doing with the draft. We're, we're just kind of like bystanders, but we yeah. like these guys. We watch these guys play at a college level, like. To have it's such a weird draft for Georgia. Even Trayvon Walker at number one is not like a doesn't feel like a bona fide number one pick. And yeah. then to have the kind of impact they did on the round, but not have <laughs> I think their best defensive player get taken. I just thought it was strange. And I'm curious I don't think you'll have to wait long tonight for that to be the case, but I just thought it was was bizarre to see. It was such a weird draft. I like, I, we talked about this before. I always feel, like, kind of sad because these guys are leaving schools and, like, obviously you can watch them play on Sundays, but, like, it's totally different than being on Saturdays. But even just, like, even last year's draft with all of the quarterback conversation and how, like, obnoxious it was, like, there were so many smoke screens, like, the Zach Wilson stuff happening, like, later and him sort of skyrocketing later and then maybe not being the first quarterback taken like it was just like a very it was like who's better who's actually going to be right and it felt like there was a lot of like draft analyst beef last year like in terms of yeah. like everyone was counteracting everyone's like sources and I feel like this year once like they knew the solidified first pick it was like okay that's what it's going to be and it's going to stay that way which also like came out of nowhere kind of um but yeah, it was a very odd draft to not have it be quarterback heavy, but I kind of like that because like it allowed guys who don't play like the sexiest position to be like their teams, the NFL fans can be excited about those picks because they are worth what they're what they're going for at this point. But curious what you thought was the best pick of the night. Um so I'm torn on this. Again, is this the non-Jets edition of this? Should I, I go? Mean, wait, should I go first and then? Yes. You, 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 well, no, because I have a lot, but yes, I go. You go first, and then I will go. Well, here, no, I'll give you. I'll give you mine. No, I'm going to parlay this. I'm going to no. I'm going to give you mine first because I want you to. I'm going to. I'm going to make this selection before I think maybe you make this selection. Damn it! I think I know Sauce where you're going. was. I think Sauce was the best pick. I think that was oh, excellent. Thank God. That's not Did you I think I was going to go against you? No, no, no. I thought I, I thought you were going to go to another um, friendly place that I'm going to go next. Um, okay. For a team. But I loved okay. it. I, I, it's funny. I'm watching it with my you know kids as we're getting them to bed. And I go, uh, Olivia, they're probably going to draft someone named Sauce or Icky. She's like, what? Like, like that was who we were, you thought they were going to get. I thought he was I, – I was very, very happy with it. We, you saw him against Alabama. The dude's a monster. Like, it, the dude is is really a monster. I will say, Paige, too, like, you talk about the draft hear, process. Wait, I'm wondering, if, I'm wondering if you hear the sirens. We're getting the full New York no, experience. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't. No, it's perfect. It's good It's good background. Good content. Um, for a bad take uh, coming in. Um, Derek Stingley, who we've wrote, written about – and was yeah. was a wonderful football player. Like went through the full draft process. Pre sauce was the guy was dropping out of the top fifteen, and then to go number three, I thought was pretty cool too. But so sauce was your favorite pick. Yes, for a number of um, reasons. 
Oh, he's not awesome. only I, not only just the football reasons. The fact that well, and also when they were talking about how he like doesn't remember the last time he gave up like a touchdown against him, like a touchdown reception, like that is wild to me. It is no, it is wild because um, he played on a good team. Like no one can say I get it's not a power five, but like he did play on a good team and they played good teams. So no, if you like the game against Bama, I know we had injuries, like you know to wideouts, but yeah. like. He was everywhere. He was blanketing like really good players. Um, all right, I will go to another uh, source of homerism, and I'm going to parlay because okay. uh, the Jets I thought did really good, but that's that's boring. The Ravens getting Kyle Hamilton and uh, Tyler uh, Tyler Linderbaum is like okay. I thought like perfect. Those are just great football players. Like Kyle Hamilton falling as far as he did from Notre Dame, and then getting your center. That's like so Ravens. It it's just hilarious. They just sat and got just phenomenal players that I think measurably like you know is Kyle Hamilton too awesome. He's huge. My God, I, just seeing him walk like he's like six foot four. It was like that is a, a unique safety right there. Like so Ravens. And then of course to get my short armed Iowa center, I just thought that was great. Like it was. It's a perfect yeah. fit for both of them. I think. And I I, I think it's going to work out. I think both are going to be really good. Um, hey, was there anything? No, no, but it's an Iowa guy. What was the weirdest? And you could say anything. It could be the outfit. It could be Sauce Gardner walking the wrong direction, uh, which was hilarious. That was hilarious. What was? Well, he had to say hi to the, Marcus Freeman. It was hilarious. He like literally got distracted by saying hi to people, which was great. Was there a shock? Like, what was the the most interesting moment of the night? I, and I can, honestly, I can here. I can go first. Like AJ Brown getting traded was genuinely shocking. Well, that was yeah. Like yes, because they've been saying forever. Like no, he's not. And the NFL's so fucked up because it's like, hey, this guy's been traded. Oh, by the way, he just got a hundred million dollars. Like next tweet. Yeah. Like like wild. That was that was a truly shocking trade because I didn't think the Titans would actually do it. Yeah, I would say weirdest part of the night just felt like. I mean, it seemed like a lot of people were shocked by some of the picks, but I feel like it was relatively chalk. Like, I didn't feel like I was, like, absolutely blown out of the water. Maybe it was just because of the level that, like, there wasn't, like, a huge gap between after maybe one through four. There wasn't, like, a huge gap between guys. And, like, it seemed like teams were selecting things that were were good for their team. I didn't feel like a team did really bad. And maybe that's... Cause like I, there were picks last year that I was just like, "What are you doing?" I feel like, like the Alex Leatherwood pick I thought was a little high last year. Uh, yeah. Like there, I just feel like for this year I wasn't actually that shocked. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Maybe the, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I read like maybe two mock drafts just to like see what was going around, and obviously a lot of them got blown out of the water because people traded picks and things like that. But I wasn't shocked by actual picks by teams, if that makes sense. The the one that seemed to be well, two things that standed out stood out that that seemed to be like the most discussed. I'm with you. We don't follow this shit religiously, but Green Bay once again not selecting a wide receiver. Wide receiver, kind of kind of hilarious, but but on brand, right? Yes. And and then New England taking a tackle that was being mocked. Did you see the Rams? uh, Yes, the reaction to it. Yes. Like. That was pretty funny. Like, oh, we but were looking at him But that also doesn't surprise me because it's like, Belichick knows. 
So he knows something you sure. don't like. Obviously, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like those and the the Green Bay Packers, I honestly, well, maybe that, if we're going to add some Homerism to the podcast, it's like, I'm glad they just keep doing things like that because that makes it easier for the, the 49ers. But um, yeah, that 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 reaction from the, the Rams in during their press conference when, uh, who, what's his name? The guy that was selected. McVay. McVay. No, 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 no. Not the coach. Oh, the it, was, uh, it was, it uh, was the, it was uh, Cole Strange. Sorry, not McVay. Uh, yes, well, obvious. Um, but he, the fact that like, they were like, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have even looked at film. Like, what is this? I can't believe they took yeah. him. Like, it was a great reaction. That's like, that was a post Super Bowl glow that they're having. There. Yeah. They're still just in the moment. They're just I, living yeah, their best well, life in their draft house. They're just having a great time. You know, the other thing that I found really, really interesting page and jets did part of it is, and I, I speak in general for football is the way the wide receiver position has changed. It's how it's visually appreciated like over 18 months. I yeah. feel like in the last 18 months and you saw it, guy like Jahan Dotson from Penn State going middle of the first round, which is – I loved him at Penn State. My God, that yeah, guy is fun to watch. But – and just the way that position has changed. You don't normally see a position all of a sudden after a couple of contracts like change the evaluation. Like you had New Hopkins. Like you had these contracts that did it. But to see that many wide receivers go – and then to see the way the NFL all of a sudden is saying, yeah, we're going to throw the ball a lot. Like, we need to evaluate it. Like, if you're a wide receiver at the uh, collegiate level right now and you're going to be draft eligible next year, you got to be licking your chops because this is the way the, the NFL is going. Like, you are, you are as valuable now or right behind sort of the, the cornerback and the edge rusher, like these positions that are, you know, the left tackle. is wide receiver. They are right there. And it's amazing just the way – Football now has changed the, its its stance on how important these guys, especially really good ones, are. Yeah, it's kind of strange because I think even like the the free agency market the year before, not the year before last, it was like, do people care about wide receivers? Are they going to get paid and things like that? So I mean, it's definitely interesting how it it changes. One of the other things that I thought was like really cool is I feel like a lot of guys were drafted into like their quote hometowns, whether they're from there or played a at a college point. that was close. Um, it happened with Hutchinson in, in Michigan and going to Detroit, the, the OT from North Carolina state. Like that's pretty cool that they get to go to like places that are relatively close that have fan bases that know them and appreciate them already. Um, that's my, like the feels moment of it. And also I love the reactions with the parents. I know we haven't talked about that, but I, I just too. think it's so cute just precious it's it is no it's cool like the moment i thought the kenny pickett moment and we could talk about quarterbacks was really neat like watching him get involved by his dad was really really special oh by the way three and oh on my picks just saying three yeah i was Um, gonna add i'm so mad i only i got i'm I'm, i was two and uh two or three because obviously i picked a different quarterback to go before you but i will say the malik willis did you see the Malik Tw- Willis tweet about how they're like? I did. Um, him and his mom, and he's like, "That's my grandma." <laughs> oh, no, it's amazing. Um, no, but but so in quarterbacks good. in general, and this is an interesting bridge to like the college football season upcoming. Yes, you have a team like the Lions. I thought what actually what the Lions did was really clever. Who decided 
well, we're not going to draft a quarterback, or at least they haven't yet. Um, but what we're going to do is like surround this team with talent and get Jameson Williams, who's basically you know half a redshirt year with an ACL injury, and we'll load up for next year because we're going to be really bad again, and then we're going to go get Bryce Young and or C.J. Stroud, most likely. Yeah. Or Will Anderson, who knows. But I think the quarterbacks – I've it's become such an obsession. I mentioned it off the top. It was really weird to not only like, I'm really curious. I'm surprised no one went in to the back half of the first round and went and drafted Malik Willis. You get the extra year uh, of the contract. What I'm thinking is that the NFL is getting smart in the sense, not to say that they're not smart, but GMs are starting to realize that I think you don't have to force the quarterback pick when it's available to you. Like I think, um, we've seen enough like reaches on quarterbacks, um, yeah. over the last probably five to 10 years of guys that people are like, no, this don't worry. I know he looks rough around the edges in this area, but he's really good. You haven't seen him play in the pro game. It's fine. We can make him into whoever. And it hasn't panned out for a decent amount of, of people. So like the Mitch Trubitsky's and like the Sam Darnold's oh, yeah. like I, like there are guys that like, Ouch. yeah, sorry, but it yeah. just, it's, it's tough. So I think they're getting smart in the sense it's like, okay, let's plan it out a few years and wait for actually some solid quarterbacks. Last year's draft class was a little bit of a, an outlier because there were really solid quarterbacks um, all going in the same year. But I, I think like you said, you might as well wait it out for one that you genuinely want um, and make good picks otherwise when you still have them. I would love, we're recording this on Friday. I'd love to see my guy Bailey Zappi go in the third round yes. somehow. I'd love to see it. Um, this is where we start rooting for people. Matt Ariza, you know, Kobe Dean. We've got our little, our little stable of guys we love to see do well. We want to see everybody do well. The guys that we've followed. That's the part about the next few days, which I'm really looking forward to, is like, where, where are all these pieces going to end up? Um, but I think with quarterbacks, it'll be fascinating. And Paige, I will say, Stroud, Young, Will Anderson. When you think of – I'm not saying this is a bad draft. I think it's a good draft. I think this draft has a lot of depth. But in terms of star power heading into next year, it is fucking wild. Like it is it – is, Georgia has two more defensive players that may go in the top ten, which is insane to me. You had a, a, a transfer of theirs that went to the Jets – um, I mean, again, back to where we started the Georgia defense, but I just think the star power for this year of college football heading into the draft, I am that started to set in last night too. As we talk about graduation, like yeah. oh my god, this shit is is it's going to be really interesting this year. We should absolutely do probably not in the next couple of weeks, but maybe like June and July when there's not much going on. We should definitely take a look at the draft class. And do some like preseason top oh, yeah. five draft guys that you should watch this year. I'm in. Running backs are back next year. Bijan. I'm so ready for. Okay, we need to take a moment. I watched some spring football over the weekend last weekend, and I just wanted to tell you that Great. I feel so proud of my um, Texas pick. I'm very confident in that because last week I ranked them higher, and I, you were like, "Come on, Paige, you were looking at me." And now I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. I, I think there's a little bit of buzz, but Quinn Ewers can throw the football. Like he can really mm-hmm. he could sling it. I think you're gonna he's he's gonna make some mistakes, but Jesus, that guy yeah. can really, really will, it, it's 
like beautiful to watch. Yeah, and there is actually I can't make the announcement yet, but there is a Texas non-football related Texas commit um, that I will get to talk about once we know it's officially official. You know this. Okay. It's been a long um, week. That will that will have some bias towards Texas. I was like, so. I was like, wait, is this a scoop? This is a scoop. <laughs> You're like, Paige not, knows not, something. Now I get the scoop. No, no, no I not, don't not, know. No, I there is scoop, but it's not. It's not it's actually football related. Uh, but um, you know, but that. The, Ah, yes. Now your ranking is all starting to come into focus. No, it actually – no, no, no. It really wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was more that, like, I genuinely believe in the pieces that they have. Bijan, oh, my God. Like, I can't wait. I'm so excited for college football. I am really excited for college football, too, by the way. Me, too. I'm like, it's April 29th, and I'm like, you know what? I know. I'm going to plan out some games. I I have this feeling, like – it, the season takes a lot out of us, and like, I I don't want to say I hate football by the end. I don't hate football. I love football, but I need a break from football for whatever reason. Maybe going to the game. It's been more all going to the championship game. Like, I am like all about all about. Like, I am as excited for this football season for reasons I can't explain. Yeah. Uh, as excited as I've been a long time, honestly. So I'm pumped and I'm ready for all of it. And I'm happy it's May because you get to June, shit gets real. Shit gets real yeah. once you turn to June. You know what I mean? Like, so yes. we're we're getting there. And the draft is just a reminder of, like, it's another milestone in the off season that we can do. Um, but let's talk news. A little actual college football news. Mark Emery, yeah, done stepping down. Okay, <laughs> I want to hear your opinion about this. I don't think he's done mm-hmm. a very good job. I think his PRing has been a nightmare. I don't think there's a worse job in sports, Paige, if you want to call it sports. I think, like, this job in particular, I know you get paid millions of dollars, and that's amazing. Yeah. Like, yes, you could eat shit for millions of dollars. You cannot win at this job. You cannot. You In this climate, this is not a job I would want. And I think, yeah. it, I think it's an impossible job. So, yes, Mark Emmert has sucked. Uh, this is a good move. Uh, he oversaw basically the overthrowing of the NCAA and all these other things, and they dragged their feet on it. But I also think this is a terrible, terrible position that I would not want. Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about the NCAA and how they've handled things, whether it be college football-related or college basketball-related. Um, and like you said, the PRing has been bad. It's not even that they do don't support athletes which is essentially what they're made to do um they just they are horrible at it publicly too like their PR statements are just bad from him and everything in between so I mean it's interesting because one I wouldn't want to have this job either I, I mean now maybe because you can basically become like the commissioner of of college sports and figure out all the stuff and how to balance everything out with NIL and everything but it's not an easy job by any means. And I think he was just like, you know what? This isn't for me. Gotta go. Um, there's too much going on and too oh, much yeah. to handle that I don't know that I can do this. Um, I hope they they go for somebody who has been an advocate for NIL and really supports, um, you know, 
players and has been around players. So, I mean, any form of of um, AD at a school or something like that and bring somebody in. I don't know if they – did they announce who they're bringing in as the president I haven't heard to replace yet. him? No, I haven't heard yet. I I just think you're I think you're right. You need someone more connectable. But I think the issues with Emirate were that he like he fought this the entire way and lost. Like horribly lost in court. Yeah. And then the floodgates opened. If you remember NIL, they lost in court. The NCAA was like like Kevin Bacon, you know, the animal like all is well. Like all yeah. is well, like, and that so now was wild because remember it was like July first. Here we go, and it was it, like on, and and so the NCAA could have proactively guided a smooth NIL system. They could have said, "You're right, players should be paid, and we're going to help do this." Oh my god, lost in court. What? I'm reading a potential candidates to watch from the Athletic, and they did it in alphabetical order, but it says. Jim Clements, Clemson president. If there was a school that I would not, Linda Livingstone, Baylor president. All right, let's. So they're going. Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice, I would, George Sankey, or Greg Sankey. I was thinking, um, Greg Byrne. I like Sankey. Really good. I would, I wouldn't mind Sankey. I like Greg Byrne. But I know, obviously, if they're looking at Sankey, they're not going to take a. Sankey has a good gig, though. I don't think yeah. he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna leave. He does. But have again, a good I, gig. I, the the problem the NCAA has is it's held up this system forever, and now the NIL is kind of a mess. Like, it, let's just be honest, it's kind of a mess. And this is a good bridge into another story that I am fascinated by. Um, it's a basketball story uh, that um, the Miami Hurricanes. I'm gonna just read part of it. Isaiah Wong. Really good guard for them. Played well in the tournament. Um, his agent, Adam Pappas, hopefully I'm not butchering more people's names, uh, said essentially that Wong is going to enter the transfer portal if no NIL deal is reached. This is a quote. This is from the Miami Herald. If Isaiah and his family don't feel that the NIL number meets their expectations, they will be entering the transfer portal today while maintaining his eligibility in the NBA draft and going through the draft process. So... Now, this is the first public one of these that we've seen. Public. I would argue that Caleb Williams at uh, USC, this was probably happening, but not publicly. They probably did this um, behind the scene. And you're going to get more of these that are not public. It is still weird, Paige, to read an agent releasing these kinds of statements about a college player. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, I'm very torn on this. I am all for get money. Hey, He's a really good player. He wants to capitalize on this platform that he has. He may not be a great NBA player. We don't know. So I'm 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 torn on this, but I will say this does not feel like as we expected it to be a constructive step forward for the sport. I think you can say both are true. We want players to get paid and the ramifications of this long term on college athletics are probably going to be pretty damaging. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Name, image, and likeness is the loophole that we are using to pay players to play. The The big thing is that people don't want them to be paid for play. But 
if you're evaluating what someone's worth is to your school and your program, it is based on if they are good enough of a player to say something like that. So it's going to just be like in any workforce where there's like levels of what you get paid salary wise based on your skill level. And that's the part where it gets a little murky because technically this isn't supposed to be about that. But if that's going to be the line that they draw in the sand, then schools are going to be able to say, we can find a better player for a cheaper price. And that's just the nature of, that's the nature of any beast when it comes to things. Um, do I think it's totally right on either side? No, I don't think like, honestly, can you imagine a recruit saying to Nick Saban, like, okay, well, or their parent being like, we're going to shop around some places. He'd be like, go F yourself. Like, okay, do what you no. want. If you want to come win a no. national championship, you, you will figure out your own way to NIL. And I feel like it'll eventually balance itself out, but there are going to be kids that are going to ruin their, their chances at playing for great schools and great programs because they are going to think about the money, but that's, that's part of it. That's like choosing to go work for a startup over a like large company and getting paid less. Like it's the exact same thing as a normal workforce. This is how the sausage is made. And um, this was happening, right? You go back to like Cam Newton choosing Auburn over his teams and, you know, smiling with, you know, it's an ongoing investigation, getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. This stuff, you know, the, the, the buying of players is not new. It's been like, we're used to this. But we've never seen it used as leverage in a newspaper like this, where they're, well, they're going to apply pressure this publicly. It's just different. Yeah, I think... It's going to be interesting because in this particular case, he's already played and played well for them. So I think it's different than when you're like recruiting guys because they don't have that much leverage in the sense that like they've only played at the college level and they can say, look, you haven't proved yourself at the pro level or the college level yet, which, but it's different for guys who have played, have added value to a program, have added value by bringing attention to the program I think they're going to lean a little bit on that stuff. So I think it'll affect the transfer portal market more than it will the actual recruiting market because the recruiting market's kind of been used to doing stuff like this. I think the transfer one has not been used to this. I'm just fascinated that how quickly NIL is moving. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of floored how quickly we're arriving here. And maybe I shouldn't yeah. be. It's probably my own naivete. But it's still interesting to see an agent, you know, I, I just the whole thing is wild. And again, maybe maybe we should have expected this. But yeah. the way that it's been used between Caleb Williams and the $8 million quarterback, a.k.a. Tennessee's, yeah. you know, next great QB. And players are taking full advantage, which is great. By the way, good on these guys. If these are the rules, get money. Get money. But the end consumer... You and I, I don't know. I don't know if we really care. Like, this is the way it's going to be. The great teams are going to still be the great teams. Yeah. You know, Alabama is essentially going to build a roster where everybody's, and I think they have done this, is getting $50,000 a year. You know, um, that's fantastic for the players. But I just wonder how it's going to impact people's consumption of the sport. We won't know. It's going to take many years to, to figure that thing out. Um, I mean, it, 
there will be great players that go play at smaller schools to get a bigger paycheck, and that will put butts in seats to see five-star recruits that they sure. weren't getting before. But it, I don't know. It doesn't. I don't really think it'll change it that much in the sense of like quality of play or like you said, the teams that are good are still going to be good. Um, but I do really think it's just like the normal workforce at this point. Like you are really looking at like, okay, a large company can pay someone less to do the same job than a startup can. Um, because like there's less people and there's more work-life balance things. And there's so many parallels to like what it's like in the normal workforce to just being like, and it's so funny because technically these players are doing it for name, image, and likeness, but we all know that that's just the loophole that we're using until they actually get paid for playing, for, for which sure. they are. But that'll we're I think we're years away from them finally admitting that they're just being paid to play. Um, and then I will wait till Davo retires so he doesn't have to quit. Um, that's amazing. Um, all right, last but not least, until we go off the rails, I'm sure at the end, we yes. got to do our updated. Um, we've made it to double digits for updated 2022 top 25. Uh, to recap, oh God, I have to read all these, whatever. So I have Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Texas A&M, Utah, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, and Oklahoma State. You have Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Texas A&M, Utah, Notre Dame, Michigan, and of course, Texas. How we? How could we forget? So... Where are you going with your next one here as we reach double digits for our uh, top 25? Which hopefully we finish in time for the season, by the way. Let's see. Hold on. I need to look at my doc of who I picked. I, this, and I, I told and you I, before, I was like, I didn't prep for it, so this is going to be on the spot. I'll, I'll go along with you and, and take NC State here. Okay. I, okay, they lost their left tackle. I feel yes, like I'm falling into a trap, though, Paige. We are. Like, we are I, falling into a trap, but it's because they were, what, 9-3? and No, they were legit really good. Like, Yeah, and they're not losing I mean, a ton of people. No. Uh, like, you look at NC State. I want to pull up their results here. Yeah, I was just going to so lost. They lost at Mississippi State early 24-10. to 10. Not great. But not great. Uh, Mississippi State does that. When was that? That was September. So that was really okay. early. Yeah. We lost at Miami 31 to 30. I bet Miami in that game. That was great. Not bad. Miami was playing much better. And then they lost to Wake Forest 45 to 42. So, um, and that was in November. So they lost two games by a combined four points and then to Mississippi State. I think the thing, Devin Leary is like legit. Like if you're looking for a dark horse, and I got to pull up his odds on DraftKings. Like if you're looking for a dark horse Heisman candidate, I could get behind. Leary, numbers last year, 3,400 yards passing, 35 touchdowns, five interceptions. Like, really yeah. good. He also, he also ran for two TDs. We don't want to shortchange him there. So, like, they have a bona fide, like, excellent quarterback that should be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. What and they have is, also a, 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 a schedule. I was just going to say, what is their schedule like? And I'm getting Heisman odds on Leary, by the way. So here are... By the are... way, uh, I'm looking at their 2022 schedule. See, guys, this oh, is how is... we do things. We talk things through here. This is good. It's a workshopping. Where is he on the Heisman? Is he... 
Help me. He's 150 to 1. That is tremendous value, Paige. That is actually I mean, insane value. I am betting yeah, that right now. Like, yeah. I'm in New York. Better. I can bet that right this second. I, I'm going to bet that. I, 35 touchdowns, five interceptions. Is that on? What, what is that on? That was DraftKings. DraftKings, okay. please sponsor us. We're telling people to go bet your number. Honestly, so, we're right, legitimately so, going to So here's the schedule too, by the way. East Carolina at East Carolina. That, I mean, East Carolina is not bad either, but that's a win. Charles Southern, Texas Tech, they should win that. UConn, travesty, play at Clemson, that'll be tough. Home versus Florida State, yeah. At Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, that's going to be a really good game. Boston College, Louisville at North Carolina. I, I don't want to be an asshole, but I'm going to be an asshole. There's a, I, this team has a chance to go unbeaten during the regular season. Like, yeah. we should probably start talking about NC State. Um, 150 to 1 I mean, is just crazy to me. I think, I think that's why we are talking – so many people are talking about NC State is because, one, they're returning a shit ton of players. They played well last year in that league. The only other team – well, there's, I guess, two that you could say could probably be issues, but one of them they won't even play until the championship – Um, in Miami. So like Clemson, do we? Yeah, Clemson could be good. You play at Clemson too, that's no joke. But they play them in October and that's plenty of time to like be settled. Like the first weekend in October, that's a good marker of like a quality win because Clemson will hopefully have it figured out by then. I feel like October to November are really telling games. They, I mean, they just get a lot. Because also, mean, again, they've the other thing is that like thinking college football playoff wise, the committee is not going to be able to ignore them like they could a Big Twelve team that's undefeated because they play in a league with Clemson and they've put Clemson up on the biggest of big pedestals for years. So, no, I, I, I just don't know. they 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 get again. You lose probably the best. You know, maybe the best offensive lineman in the country. That's a problem. Yeah. But everything else is there, including the schedule. So NC State, I'm I'm in on. Um, okay. I'm looking Any at Heisman right now. 151. Let's let's lock it in. Any other draft or life takeaways before we we need to talk about your um Yes, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. We need to talk about my glass straw. The fact that we didn't even talk about it yes, our last episode, we're like, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it. No, I last episode I was drinking, I think, coffee. I don't even remember. But I was drinking out of a glass straw, and I use glass straws because I don't like the metal ones. And then I hate paper straws. I have a personal vendetta against paper straws. I don't I gotta hate sea life. I don't hate the environment i just hate paper straws and i feel like we're much smarter as a society we can come up with better ways to save the environment um but yeah i use glass straws and so it like clinks and stuff but kramer's looking at me like i have six heads and i'm like yeah i'm using my glass straw it sounded like you were doing a science experiment um and they do look like test tubes kind of yes no i've never heard of a glass straw but can i you bring up a great point so disney i i talked about how great it was Okay, mm-hmm. two two issues with these paper straws. All paper straws everywhere, which no. is horrific. No. So we went to like an ice cream place, and one of my kids got a shake, and like literally, 
a third of the way through the shake. This, we had to get like four paper straws because by the time you're exhausting this shape, shake and you have kids like destroying these straws, mm-hmm. it was not a conducive uh, relationship between kid and straw. Um, and then the other thing they don't do, Paige, is tops. So like a top. So you have a, a yeah. glass of milk in the park or a glass of juice. They will not put a top on it with a straw or a slushy. My that's not going to work kids? with me and my kids. No, they didn't have any in the park. I was I was floored. I said, "Do you have tops for these giant lemonade slushies?" They're like, "No, there are none in Magic Kingdom." I, I, like, what do you mean there are none? It's like a Especially bunch of kids that spill shit everywhere. Yeah. So maybe it's to get you to buy the bottled version that are more expensive. It might be. I mean, Lord knows I spent enough money on everything else. Um, <laughs> but no, it was good. Um, I'm excited for the draft tonight. These are always fun, really fun nights, too. Second and third round is great. Um, so I will be consuming that. And the Mets are, of course, the best team in baseball as well. We'll have all yes, you know, outside I of the football go. season page. Oh, you need to go. It's the Mets, Phillies, and City. Like, just saying, but outside of college football, like I don't Tuesday, often use I all Tuesday three. Free. I think they're home on Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, but yes, I will be consuming draft baseball. It should be a good night. Uh, and I, I hope uh, New York treats you well. It's, you know, yes. it's a fun place to be. It's Very a busy. really fun place. I love it here. Um, I'm about my, my Instagram and social media accounts are about to come become food accounts. I found a place that I'm going to get bagels. Um, so I'm going to try that tomorrow. Mm. And then there's an ice cream place that I really want to go to. Um, I'm going to a really cool Mediterranean place tonight. So if you're into food at all, I'm becoming a food blogger basically for the weekend. Uh, I guess for the week because I'll be here all week. Are you doing Are you doing pizza? Are you? Yes, I'm going John's on Bleecker, obviously. That's, I was that's just going to say. That's the best pizza in the it, city. I feel – okay, also, though, that's a pro really tip good. for anyone. But I think I might have said this on the last podcast. But um, that is a by-the-pie place, which I didn't know because the first time I ever went, I sat yes. down with somebody and we ate pizza together. So I didn't know you couldn't get it by the slice. And I sent somebody there as a recommendation, and they were like, yeah, I'm not carrying a box of pizza around the city. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. But also, one last thing on the, the, the glass straws I did want to say – um, I only know about them because of my friend Bianca, so I wanted to give her a shout out because she was the reason I started using glass straws instead wow. of the, the metal what ones. A friend. So. I know, right? Gotta give her the plug. Shout out. Um, all right, next week we'll talk we'll we'll recap the draft. Yeah. We'll talk all things college football and we'll take a look. I, I think it is a fun time to look at more twenty twenty three stuff yes. and and who we like. Um and then it's time to ramp up. It's almost go time. I am I am excited. It is I've got time. I've got a a profile ish thing getting planned here this yes. month for May, which I'm very excited. Like, Paige, it's on here. It's it's time to get moving. So, um, for Paige in NY, for Adam home, completely deprived from of sleep Disney. and everything else, we will talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.